this is Tony Ruggiero here on the Tour Coach. First of all, I want to thank all of you for listening and supporting the Tour Coach over the past several seasons. It's been a fun ride, and we've got some great stuff going on. Many of you may have seen the launch and the first little pilot episode of Pro Work that we've done in partnership with Bushnell Golf. That's the first in the series. It's been one of my ambitions, one of my kind of like projects and dreams for the past couple years to film an inside, authentic, behind-the-scenes look at how myself and the team of great coaches, teachers, fitness experts, and mental coaches all work together. At first, it was just with tour players, but now I want to show you how we work together. The Colby Touyes, the Dr. Greg Cartons, the Mark Hackett's, Morgan Hales, Jackson Quartz, Dr. Scott Lenz, Dan Terleski, all of us at Old Palm and at our retreats work together to help golfers of all skill level and for it to be a real authentic, a real behind the scenes look, unedited, where you kind of see some of our discussions and some of the fun that we have. And so to kick this series off, we're starting a contest, okay? And that contest is going to be a, a social media contest for a Dew Sweeper Tour Coach giveaway. It's, we're going to do the drawing the Monday after Augusta. We're going to draw one lucky winner. The winner is going to receive one free trip to come see me and our team at one of our retreats, okay? So you're going to get a free entry to our retreat with a brand new Bushnell Pro XE rangefinder plus three custom fit Cleveland golf wedges and it wouldn't be a, a dew sweeper tour coach giveaway without some vineyard vines dew sweepers gear so here's how you enter a chance to win this fantastic opportunity to travel to come see us for a retreat with a bushnell pro xe rangefinder new cleveland wedges and a vineyard vines dew sweepers gear it's simple all you got to do is go on your social media so go to social media go to instagram and post a screenshot of your favorite tour coach episode okay tag me at the dew sweeper tag at Bushnell Golf, and tag at Cleveland Golf, okay? Hashtag Pro Work, hashtag Tour Coach, okay? I hope you're the lucky winner. If you go to Twitter, it's at Dew Sweeper Golf, at Cleveland Golf, at Bushnell Golf, hashtag Pro Work, hashtag Tour Coach. So wherever you are, whatever social media you use, tag me, Bushnell, Cleveland Golf, and hashtag Pro work hashtag tour coach for an opportunity to win once again a retreat entry to come see me work with me and my team at one of our famous retreats plus a brand new Bushnell Pro XE along with custom fit three Cleveland golf wedges for you and your game and some Dew Sweepers Vineyard Vine gear. We're going to do the drawing the Monday after the Masters. Hope all of you enjoy this edition of the Tour Coach, along with some of the upcoming episodes. We've got some fantastic guests, some fantastic insight behind the scenes. But I promise you, check out our social media. Go to Bushnell Golf on YouTube. Find the first edition of Pro Work. Take a listen. Take a look. Tell me what you think. There's more inside, authentic, behind-the-scenes looks at our instruction, our instruction team. And so going to be some plenty of laughs as well, I promise you. So once again, this is Tony Ruggiero. I hope you enjoy listening to the Tour Coach. Hope you've enjoyed watching Pro Work. Take advantage of this opportunity. Once again, go on Instagram, take a screenshot of your favorite Tour Coach episode or, or the one you're listening to, and tag me at the Dew Sweeper, at Bushnell Golf, at Cleveland Golf, hashtag Pro Work, hashtag Tour Coach. Hopefully you're the lucky winner. Enjoy this edition of the Tour Coach, and hopefully we'll see you soon on the Lesson Team. All right, so we're, where are we? 
We're in the whiskey bar, Tony. We're at the whiskey bar here. In, uh, I know. Is this still Augusta or is this South? We're in Augusta, Georgia. We're in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, Masters week Wednesday just after the Part 3 contest. I got Justin Parsons, Jackson Court, and Coop, the legend, back on with us. Uh, hello, everybody. Coop, uh, JP, first of all, thanks for joining us. I know you've had a hectic week, uh, a lot of stuff going on. But, uh, Tell us, how's the, how, first of all, how many guys you got in? I've got three players here. I've got Louis Oosthuizen, Harris English, and Brian Harmon. Um, it's, a, it's an amazing week. I mean, it's a lot of fun. The players enjoy it. The, you know, I came up here on Sunday morning, so we were on the golf course on Sunday afternoon. Um, some people might not know we're actually allowed to walk as instructors allowed to walk on the golf course on the Sunday afternoon or the Sunday before the golf tournament and then some come Monday the rules start to change and uh, we're not allowed out there on a Monday so it, it's a long and attritional week for the players they love it they want to be a part of it but you know managing their rest and managing their energy is a big part of it yeah I said to Jackson I think it was today or yesterday we were all talking like no other golf tournament do you start the Sunday before? I, I don't ever see it. Like, no. like the week becomes so long. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're closed. The courses are closed on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like super preparation. Right. Right. It's like, you know, like, so to me, it just gets to be so long. Like, uh, I thought for our perspective, just from us with Ben, like, I thought it was great where he said today he played Sunday with Koo. And I thought it was great where he just said, hey, I think I just want to do a range session to play the part three with my brother, Caddy. That'd be it for the day. I thought that was great. Okay, get, a bit of, get a bit of space. Tell, tell the guys about it. I watched Ben um, hit some shots. Beautiful golf swing. Very stable. Beautiful rotation through the ball. You've kind of softened the grip out a little bit. What did he win to get here? How did he get in? He got in from... Uh, he was finalist in the USA. Right. So, you know, he, ben Cooper? Uh, ben... Ben Carr. Ben Carr. Ben Carr. So he lost, uh, lost in the amateur in the finals, one down on 36. Um, obviously, super good player. Plays at George, he's a senior at Georgia Southern. Getting ready to finish. You know, anticipating. You know, who knows? But yeah, I mean, it, but his goal is to turn professional after the U.S. Open because now, which I did not know this until the other week, you cannot use your exemption in the U.S. Open that you earned as an amateur and turn pro. If you're a pro. The champion can yeah. And Jackson, you were here putting putting work with with Ben. What have you noticed with the greens and the way they've changed, and what you've been doing? Uh, I was actually a little bit surprised at how uh, soft they are right now. Obviously, they're just anticipating making it firmer as the week goes on, and maybe a little bit with the weather forecast as well. Maybe overnight they have that ability. We could go out there tomorrow, and they could be blue. If they change. I mean, I, I, and the reason for that, they've got a sub-air system in Augusta. A lot of a lot of the really upscale golf courses in the United States have a sub-air system, but I've been out there on a Wednesday before, and you can hear that really whirring, Coop, whenever you're uh, listening to it. Vibrates your feet as you're walking down one, eight. You can just feel it pumping the water out. So they have the ability to make the course how they want it. And the Masters feels really uncluttered. Mm-hmm. Like really organized, you know where you're going. Stuff is obviously the details on the spectators' end is taken care of, but also on this end as well. Because this is my first time, right, being on this side. But yeah, very uncluttered. Being the first time, did you feel like any, like not nervous, but like you know, am I doing the right thing or what can I do? What can I do? What instruments can I pull out? 
Uh, really? I just loved it. Because like this was one of the tournaments that made me fall in love with golf when I was a kid. So I think walking around there was and I love it. Almost today, too much fun. today when you just suggested Ben go to the putting green by the tees, I, that was spot on. So this guy Jackson knows his stuff, people. Yeah, uh, that other green. I didn't like it as much as, like, for preparation. The, the really good putting instructors will see that. The, the green, there's a green down by the driving range, which is fairly flat and kind of slowish. Yeah. And then there's a green up the top by the 10th tee, right behind the 10th tee, which has got a lot more undulation and tends to be a lot quicker. So you'll see guys like Phil Kenyon and, the, you know, Jackson, the people who know what they're doing with putting, they'll get up there and do a lot of the work at the top top he green. holes on that green, too. Correct. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, I'll tell you what we did today, and I want your opinion on what, what you think and what you get to do with your guys. So today we structured, like I said, he only wanted to do a good range session. And actually because of how all week he had tee times, and I thought it was fantastic. He played with Larry Mize and Russell Henley every day. Um, it's Larry's last master's competitor. Uh, they're from the same hometown. Or living and you know, so he was kind of. We never really did a range session. He did a warm up, getting ready to go play, but we didn't really ever, you know, kind of have a session where we filmed a couple, kind of looked at it, and talked about stuff. We did the yardage. Book. Yep. Played eighteen today. It was brilliant. So Coop had him hit every second shot. Gave him the numbers. And we had knew how far he had to carry it. How far it was too far, or what the boundaries were. Right? Are you using a launch monitor yeah, for that? Are you? Now launch pro, I'll throw that in. There. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's getting the Tony's getting the tab now for that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pick up some parts for that. But um, I, but we did that, and then we hit all fourteen tee shots that he had to hit. Very important. And I I thought that was just a great practice session because it kept him like to me as you get closer to him it's harder to keep him focused on the range because there's like I mean there's people yelling at you from the stands there's cameras everywhere like it's and especially for an amateur Mm -hmm. hasn't done it and I will say he said one thing I I guess I can say this he said today that he when he got done he said that Jackson and I he never hit he wondered if he was going to like hitting shots in front of a big crowd like that but he turns out he really liked it. Good on him. Well right. done. But I thought that was good. I thought the, from our trans, you know, our, we've talked about like he feels comfortable and he said something where he said he, he wanted, regardless of how he played, he wanted to soak everything in and really enjoy it. Good boy. Which I thought was good. Yeah. Now what about, how did, what did you do with your guys today? And, you know, and, and what, like, what are the challenges for you during the week? Well, the they're they're different. I mean, Louis, Louis, you know, I've worked for Louis for five years. It's probably my fifth Masters with Louis. Um, you got to kind of work out when Louis needs you and when he doesn't need you, and when to stay out of the way and when to kind of get involved. And you know, he's he's suffering with a fairly significant elbow issue at the moment, and was, you know, we're trying to manage that. Um, he's you know he found it difficult on the range today he's, he's got a support and he's got ice and he's got things going on and he's trying to figure out whether he can hit it better with the support on or whether the support off and you know really i'm just there as a sounding board trying to help him you know give him an un- the injured pro you know he's I, I hope i hope you're right coop i hope you're right coop but he uh, he knows how to play this golf course he absolutely loves the golf course um i would love him to have a great week Regardless of uh, you know what you think of what he's done with uh, his career, 
I don't think there's anyone in the game of golf that really dislikes Louis Tyson and uh, so you know we deserve it of a tournament a major over here like the Masters which I live in Augusta I know the feeling on Sunday night when there's a champion that's accepted and when there's a champion that's not and it's a different place and Louis would make us drink all night long he's great so we did we did some we did some putting where we went through his normal little system on the bottom green he'll do his speed stuff on the top green um with harris similar to what you said tony we you know we did a, a lot of pitch shots and chip shots replicating what he's going to face on the golf course bunker shots same sort of idea um you know you're gonna you're probably gonna have a couple more layups this year on 13 agree layup more yep um, so we did a lot of wedge distances and then, you know, hitting shots to different targets, right. putting flags in different spots. Harris is, you know, we've, we've kind of gotten to a point where he's doing a lot of his swing work away from the golf course. You know, we're doing a lot of, like, little um, swing simulations and things like that. And then I can kind of see what way the golf club's moving. And, I, you know, I cued him in on a couple of things. Brian Harmon's been swinging the golf club really well since Austin. He's... Uh, he looked really good. If he's going to win the golf tournament or do really well, his wedges have to be good. He has to drive it like Brian drives it, and he probably needs to hit really good fairway wood shots, so we've queued in on those areas. Um, he's put a new 60-degree wedge in the bag with a fresh set of grooves on it. I think, Coop, you might know better than me, spins your friend around the, around the greens here, um, and the spin can help him an awful lot with that new wedge. Your, your spin is at a high level here. I mean, it's so important because... Not having it, but sometimes not having it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very important to have control of how the ball spins because you can spin it off these greens. And I do think this year, not knowing what the course is going to be like through the weekend with some weather issues makes it super hard on you teachers uh, and instructors. But uh, when it's all said and done, you guys work your butts off. We all work our butts off to have them ready when their name's called on the first tee. And I think we all do a great job at it. I just don't know how you do. Do, do you do your guys let you go with each other? I just couldn't imagine teaching three guys at the Masters or instructing. This. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very fortunate to to have three people that are they they know each other. They've you know they've become kind of comfortable with the fact so that, that I'm there. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, fortunately they didn't all say right. I'm going to meet at ten o'clock this morning, and that's a nightmare. Um, but you know they're fairly self-sufficient golfers. You know Harris, Brian, and, and Louis—they're they're well-established players. It'd be very difficult, in, you know, in, in, in uh, the position of Ben, where you know if we had three young players who really relied on us, but then they're not used to it either. So it's uh, it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a tough deal, but it's good problems to have. Coop, I always say. Good deal. Jackson, I think, is important here because of the putting and uh, making this kid comfortable over the putter today. I noticed some things. He wasn't real comfortable at first when we were on the putting green on the golf course. And then you said some things too. Can you tell me what you said? I didn't hear it. Well, yeah, his tendency is just to sit back a whole bunch and his chest gets high. Okay, so that's right, like so moving the, away. Yeah, and then the putter swings inside and it starts going out with a bunch of toe swing and he hit, has like heel strikes. So Monday you talked about how the longer putts were kind of jumping. Mm-hmm. So it's just a posture stuff, which is some of the uh, same stuff. Tony did uh, with him at the USAM. Right, because I know how he pays attention to the initial roll of the ball yeah, off yeah. the putter, and yeah. he noticed it was his, not. He's got incredible feel, the, right? Like you tell him to do one thing, and you let him hit a couple, and his response afterwards is always really. Well, good. I'm convinced that he's 
I know he's young and he's great, in my opinion, at golf, but I think that he's, like, been reincarnated. He's lived a life as a pro because <laughs> I've never met a kid this young that gets it yeah. like he does. He really understands what's going on. It's like, how do you know this? He asks the right questions. Uh, I'm just very impressed with his entire golf game, and I'm excited for tomorrow. Well, I mean, it's going to be a fun, going to be a fun day and, and a fun week. Um, you know, going back to what you said, like about we getting into a little bit of the golf talk. We just, we really worked on keeping that. When he gets crazy shut, is when he gets it hinged and twisted behind him, and he kind of overbows his wrist. Mm-hmm. You know, for those it's, who don't understand what we're talking about, you just have to know Ben Carr's. Beautiful. It's a solid golf swing. He does have a very strong grip, and he does have an interesting arm action. He's got a beautiful arm action. He gets his left arm sliding down across his chest again in transition, which mm-hmm. was interesting, and then a real powerful kind of pivot to, mm-hmm. to move it move it through him. I guess you need to have a powerful pivot if you're a little bit more strong than club face like he is. And you're saying he hits a nice little cut a lot of the time? Yeah, I mean, you know, so you know, when, when he came and we started working, and... You know, I, a lot of people had tried to change his grip or tell him he needed to change. And I was like, well, you don't need to change with that club face. You just don't need to hit draws. He was trying to play that grip and hit draws. And I was like, you know, I think if and, – and, you know, all the great players are out there. We were hitting balls yesterday, and DJ's hitting right next to him. I'm like, well, there's a perfect example of a guy whose face is – you know, wrist is more bowed or whatever. Yeah. So, but like, you know, he's learned to hit it one way. And you know, there's Kepka. I mean, there's all kinds of folks out there you could show them. But that's where you've got you've done a good job with him. And you know, we talk about Butch Harmon and you know Tony. You've taken him and done you've done a great job with what he does fairly naturally. And you've you know made him see the game in a way that probably is going to be more beneficial with what he does naturally. And you know, I think that's that's a sign of a teacher who's working with a player and not somebody who's just trying to. You know, tick a load of boxes, and as you say, I mean, you get you get a strong face at the top, and if it's closed at the bottom, as long as the path's moving left of the face, then he can turn it back on the target. So yeah, and then that's where like it came in. Like I said, uh, we've talked about it. we had a really good like phone conversation in January. You know, like that was kind of the startup of preparing yes. for this, yes. right? Right, and came out was the first time I'd mentioned Coop to him. Jackson and I are on the phone, and I said like, look. Here's things I said. He asked what he thought we need to get better at, and I said, like, I think your golf swing is going to be fine because you always hit it pretty good. And I said, but like, you got to get better at speed control on putting. You got to get better at hitting softer shots around the greens because he would do the same thing in his full swing. Is in, in his full swing with short game, he'd get a little under, and sh- I mean, everything came out hot, mm-hmm. and it was okay on like grainy Bermuda into the grain and stuff like that. But it wouldn't. I mean. You wouldn't be very good here, right? And and so uh, to Jackson's credit, like they, I said, like you guys got to do that. And then the last thing was, like, um, I was like, I think you got to get big, keep getting better shape and bigger and stronger, so you can keep physically turn in front of that face and keep it from going left. Because one of the things I'd notice is like weeks that he wasn't in as good a shape. Or where they're traveling a lot, just watching like amateur golf in the summer. You know how it Maybe is. Maybe not working out as much. Right. Stretching, whatever, yeah. You'd, pretty you'd, bad. You'd see as he would get fatigued and tired right. that he 
would slow down going through it, and he'd hit a couple pulls. So I felt like the you know we and and we're fortunate. It's like you at Sea Island with all the guys, and Randy, you have, and and Louis got Marnus, correct? Uh, yeah, Louis don't. He's not where you got Craig Knight. You got a couple okay. other guys. Yeah. Well, so, like they all have great guys. There have been changes, Tony. Sorry, you don't keep me up on everything. I'm just going from the oh, last. I didn't give him the memo. I'm just going from the last seminar I was at with you, but uh, he. But we are fortunate. We got Colt, got him into. We went down to Jupiter and let him work with Colby, and you know. My goal this week, too, and I want your opinion on this, and Coop, too, like, I wanted him to experience this week what it's like to play at this level from a preparation standpoint. Mm -hmm. And so, like, in college, they have, and he's gone with us to see Colby, but I wanted him to have, and so we arranged to have it set up where he's getting the same treatment that JT or whoever is having with Tiger where he's working with them before the round treatment after I think that's good for them to see to prepare to like to see like and also today he goes man like I actually feel like I'm getting better every day at doing this because of the stuff we're doing which like for me was a big thing and you develop you've got tons of great young players too I'd love your thoughts on that and then Coop after him I want to hear Mr. Parsons first well I think you know, it gives Ben a great opportunity to figure out what he likes and what he doesn't like as well about preparation mm-hmm. because it's, you know, as, as, and as much as it's a really good idea to try and treat the Masters like any other golf tournament, it's very difficult to do that because it's not any other golf tournament. Um, so, you know, he's got access to some, you know, to, to you all week. He's got access to Jackson all week. He's got a professional caddy on the bag. He's got a professional strength and conditioning person with him all week. So he can kind of figure out, you know, what he feels he needs and what he doesn't need. And that'll be good for his future. Um, you, uh, Nicholas always said Jack Nicholas always said that when he felt prepared he, he knew he could win so when he felt prepared he knew he could win and I think a lot of really good players Harris talks about that a lot you know when we do when he feels like he's done a really good week of preparation however he frames that whatever that looks like if he feels that way that gives him confidence and if we're giving them confidence, whether, whether it's your putting coach or your swing coach or your caddy or wherever, then you're doing your job because confident, good, confident golfers win golf tournaments. So, Love that. Yes. you know, you've obviously been, you know, in a situation this week with Ben where he's like what you guys have done and he's a good, good access and it'd be hard for him to get the same experience when he's playing in his next amateur tournament, but at least it gives him a, <laughs> it gives him a good framework as to work, what to work forward with. I, I told Jackson this the other uh, the other night like it's been funny i've had three people three players make their first masters i've brought them that's you know, amazing smiley smiley you know obviously won early in his rookie year made it to the final group a couple years which was ago which was the one during the covid where we were here in november it was and weird that was weird. It, it was a weird weird week lucas played but he had played obviously with you Luke Coop many right. times, but Andy Ogletree made it, you know, and he and he was, you know, am, uh, low am. But like it's it's interesting watching how how different they were. Yeah, you know, hands down to the club, Augusta National for having it in the fall. But like you said, it was just odd. It, it wasn't Augusta in a sense of the condition. One of the biggest players that, of this week is the weather. I mean, and that's a fact. So preparing, you got to prepare for both. I mean, you don't know what it's going to do, and that, and that's a lot for your mind to conceive that it could be super fast, but it might be slow. I mean, and these guys figured out a way to do it, and that's what blows my mind. So one of the things in that phone call, I'd said, Jackson was part of it, I said, hey, I thought 
if you got the opportunity to get somebody to caddy that's won a major and caddied at that golf course a bunch and that would be a good fit personality wise i thought you know it was was a huge advantage and we ended up you know working it out and getting you on the bag I, so i think you you know all along you were like the guys like hey this guy's a good fit because you know augusta tell us what you've seen and just talk about you've been on the bag on a bunch of masters like what's it like being with a player out there and like what do you look for in a player like you ever have a guy on the range where you like this is going to be good there's something i can tell where the guy's going to play good well tony i met ben and we i've just walked and watched him play with the caddy and on the second hole, I was like, uh-oh, we've got something different here. This kid is different. When I got on the bag and started actually caddying for him, I'd started enjoying how, how knowledgeable he is with golf. You guys do such a great job with them preparing them. When they're young, the questions that he asked me were like, I mean, not putting anybody down or anything but you know a lot of pros won't listen to you here you know they just will not listen and uh he 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 asks questions and he listens and i just think he's got a better sense of of what golf's all about at this level you know being an amateur i'm astonished at how he's handling it it's it's really impressive jp when what do you look for in like what do, you, what do you look for when you have a player play good here? Do you ever get a feel early in the week where, like, a guy, like, you're like, hey, I think this guy, I'm always torn between whether I want him to hit it really good or not. Because, right. you know, like, I mean, really, right? Like, and you've been doing it so long. Yeah, I'd, I'd be, I want to You know what I'm saying? Like, like sometimes you're like a guy's striping it, and then they play shit. And then there's times... That, I remind myself all the time that our job, Tony, is 95% disappointment. As Scott Twait said to me today, 95% disappointment and 5% pleasure, whatever. So, you know, I think you've got to try and level yourself, do your job, prepare them as best you can. Um, if you've prepared them as best you can, kind of it's in their hands then, and you've got to let them get on with it. And, you know, I... I uh, I don't know whether there's any great rhyme or reason for it because if there was a great rhyme or reason for it, somebody would have scientifically figured right. it out or studied it or put it or something. But, um, you know, sitting here on Wednesday night, Brian Harmon looks fantastic. He's hitting every shot at the flag. His irons are good. He can drive the piss he out of the ball, drives too. Shit out of it. You know, he's got, he's got spin control around the greens. He knows what he's doing. Harris is almost back to, you know, where he's... You know where he's at his most dangerous, which is you know he gets chewing that gum and he just starts hitting shot after shot out of the middle of the face. Um, but I then really Louis, Louis like, might go win I it. Really like Brian's chances. I do. I can't. I'm sorry for interrupting. No. And I've good. caddied at this course for so many years, and this course favors a ball that enters at a certain angle, and the lefties it comes in softer. I don't know if that makes sense, but a little cut from the lefties around this course will get you a long ways. And Brian's playing good, and I, good, yeah. I just think that, uh, I mean, that's a good pick to play well. Don't you think, too, we talked about this, like one of the things he'd said to me about Ben and was, like, how well he's driven the golf ball. And I think that over the years, like, I think I think you got to drive the golf ball good here now with the length that's added and the way they've changed things over the years. I watched I had a few pops last night, and I watched the old 84 Masters with yeah, Grant Shaw, that, yeah. right? And, like, you know, they 
it's you, you you didn't have to drive it as good back then. No. You know, right? Like that it was golf wide course. Open. Right. And we couldn't believe like how few much fewer trees right. there were back then I mean, when you would between crazy. one and nine was a row of trees. Now it's a forest. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean it, it's astonishing how they can do that. But going back to harm, like I think like one thing I said to him and like it was about Ben, like, man, if he can keep driving the golf ball like this I think he'll at least give himself the opportunity to make the cut and do some good for him, right? I think it's hard as a as a amateur and as a rookie, but like with Harm, like that's the thing to me. Like he can drive that golf ball. Well, I, the thing Coop I love about the golf course is that you can, regardless of whether you got a medium hitter like Brian or a medium to long hitter like Harris. Um, I was here. I helped Gary Woodland. Well, you get a long hitter with Gary. the strategy changes, and, and you can still like Zach Johnson's won this golf tournament. Right. He never, he never That's hit right. a, he never tried to hit a par five and two. Dustin yeah. Johnson's won yes. this golf tournament Bubba, beautifully. You know, long. so I love the fact that you can go from from player to player and strategy to strategy and try and figure out okay, how does how does how does a Brian Harmon win this golf tournament? How does a Harris English win this right. golf tournament? As a coach. Right. I think that's a thrilling kind of thing to, to get to get into. Because it individualizes to where, and I know you guys teach and coach, to, you know, individually, but it, it's it's a different plan for each team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, All right, back to short game boy over here. Here we go. So what are you looking for when you, you – I've noticed you, you walking around looking at all. First time, obviously, being inside the ropes here. And at a major. Okay, uh, let's say this: if you miss a green at Augusta, it's not going to be easy. So go ahead, Jackson. <laughs> so, but you got you also I've, you're watching all the other great players around there. What are some of the things you've picked up and learned and wa- enjoyed watching from the other players here at Augusta? And we're toasting. Yes, we're drinking beers doing this. That was not. I don't have time. a beer sponsor for this, or I'd call it out. So if anybody's interested. We are selling. And I can broker that. <laughs> I think we're just hanging out. Um, a little bit about what we talked about last night. Like watching Larry Mize hit shots around those greens was, was incredible. So good. But I think what was interesting, especially in all of the upslopes, because like, he tossed a lot of balls on upslopes, how stock his motion was. Like it wasn't like he was hitting a bunch of crazy shots, you know. And then every green, he'd maybe toss a couple into a bad spot and hit and hit something unique. It was very interesting watching him his balls. Very interesting. Pretty sure this is where they go. Correct. And you see a lot of guys in just normal tournaments, say the Honda Classic. We're playing behind a group. It's like, why is he chipping from there? Who hits it there? You know, and Larry throws his balls where you miss the golf shots to these people. That's good there. Well, I also think the thing I noticed with my ailing short game is you know, you've got to have a perfect strike. I know a guy for you, JP. You, you need to have a perfect strike. Yes. You know, you really do. It's like if, if, you, yeah, if you lose control of your strike at all around the greens, and obviously – you know, you've got these incredibly talented players who do tend to have perfect strikes, but then that needs to get matched up with the right wedge. Mm-hmm. You know, like Brian, we're talking about the right grooves, and then he, you got, you know, you got spin control. I've watched those, those short chips and medium length pitches, and you have to be able to control the golf ball on the bounce that you need to control it. Would you be with that, yes. Jack? Agreed, a thousand percent. Especially if the course gets firm and fast, and if you're going to use slopes, because if you're going to use a slope in a certain spot and you miss that landing area or you have improper contact 
it's that ball's running away from you. And one of the things I'm you know, trying to always encourage the lads to do is use the fringes around here. The yeah. fringes are so good. They're so uniform that if you can start to use the fringes, and then it'll sometimes you get control of it on the second bounce, mm-hmm. and then it can go. It's kind of it can make a difficult shot harder or easier. And Coop, you mentioned that the first day about how how much speed the fringes take off of it. Correct, correct. I, I, we, I did mention that to you. I don't know why, but the fringe is your friend. Because you're really good at this, well, Coop. It's your friend. Like if you can land it on a fringe on a downhill down grain, you have a chance. He is really he's sneaky, really good at this. A lot of the ones who don't bark about it are very good at what they do. Isn't that amazing? It's funny. That's how I, I still think that I still. <laughs> Coop's getting philosophical on this. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, somebody that tells you how good looking they are probably aren't that good looking. <laughs> um, so we getting a couple minutes left. <laughs> Coop you gonna talk speech. about this lip tattoo or what? No, <laughs> no, 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 we ain't going right. to. Um, JP, what do you think it's going to take to win this week? Uh, tomorrow's going to be nice. Friday's going to be average. Saturday seems to be awful. It's going to be wet, cold, cold too. Which I don't, I don't think. Know I mean, gonna we haven't windy. talked about Tiger. Um, I actually haven't really seen. I mean, he's played. I saw, times. I saw him a couple of times on the range. He's doing his thing. He's um, what score do I think might win this yeah, week? Just when, um, you think you know, score I think it's going to be low tomorrow. Twelve, 12 with under. Twelve under was last year. I think Scotty shot twelve. I think uh, the cut was two over. I think you know. I'm always looking at that twelfth place number is a really cool thing for the guys mm-hmm. to get back next year, which I, you know, I think was two or three under last year. Maybe I could be wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if you know if they're if they're taking one shot away from you on thirteen or two shots over four rounds. I wouldn't be surprised if ten under one. Wow! So might have low scores tomorrow, but Saturday will find them out. All right. Yeah. What do you think the cut's going to be about? Um, decent Thursday, Friday, maybe two over last year. Take a shot away from me in thirteen. I'd probably two over this year as well. Two over. It's a you know it's always interesting having worked for a couple of you know past champions Schwarzel and Charles said to me, you know, you this is a ma- this is a major cut you should make because it's a short field and it's a full cut. Hardest golf tournament to get in, easiest to win. Yes. So you've opinion. got you, you know got 94, wow. 94 players yep. playing this week and then a, it's what's a the cut? Fifty in ties, isn't it? Yep, it fifty is. in ties. So that's like a fifty seven number, so you're actually probably only having a big no thirty. More ten, ten shot no. here. Yeah, they used to do the they two shot rule. So. I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go watch Crenshaw's second Masters tonight. After I have a few cocktails. That's a good thing. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm excited. What do you What do you think the winning winning I numbers? Can, I, I was very one one shot off of you. I think it's gonna be one less. The last eleven under. That you? Yeah, I, I like eleven under to win. Cut. Same. I think it'll be three because I I just don't know why. 13, I, in my opinion, it will add one stroke to the field. Yeah. I think it will. Um, so from a, from a caddy's perspective, what do you think about the changes and do you think who do you think it helped? You know, they have there's announced changes and there's unannounced changes. I think the unannounced changes play as big a part as anything, like the right of 11 green is no longer a safe bailout. It's treacherously hard. It's dug down three, four feet. The green's above you. It's not like when Larry Myers chipped in. So it makes that, in my opinion, a stroke more difficult because it's a par five. 
I think five's a par five in a sense. Uh, it's so difficult of a hole that guys that make both, you know, if you make bogey there, in my opinion, it's you're with the field. Uh, five so, to me is one of the hardest holes on the golf course. I think it is probably Super the difficult. hardest hole on the golf course. Yeah, I mean, it's so long now. Super. And it's that green is unbelievable. It is super difficult. Uh, and the angles, you know, the tee points right, the hole goes left. It's just really, it's a great, it's a great hole. It's very difficult. But uh, yeah, three over would be my cut in eleven, probably eleven. Jackson, it's going to be a little bit lower if you get somebody. That plays well, and they get good weather. So maybe they've got like a late Thursday, early Friday, and they post two really good scores. Saturday's okay, and somebody puts up a good number on Sunday. I think you could get somebody to shoot 14. But I could, all, but you know, with that sub air that we started off, I could see them trying to get that thing as firm as they could for tomorrow and Friday before the rain, so that the scores don't get low before yeah. the weather hits. You know. I mean, they're sneaky over there. Well, I mean, that's the part three course is a great distraction for us. We're all heading over there to see all these that's children running around, and, and they go all to get their work done. Yeah. Start triple cutting, verticutting, and blowing. <laughs> I told Tony when we were walking over there, I was like, I would love to be a fly in the wall in that tournament committee right now and just hear what they're talking about. Well, I have a friend on the grounds crew, so I'll be having a late night phone call with him. And, uh, Insider information. Insider information. And, and lastly, I think my favorite part, the few times I've been able to come as a coach, is the stuff like this, being able, JP, being able to see, like you, all the teachers and coaches that are there hanging out at the Caddy Shack, and really everybody kind of chats and hangs out. Like that side of it's pretty relaxed, actually. Like no other tournament of the year again. We don't get to talk with you guys. Right. Yeah, we've had a lovely time. You know, we're in there with the caddies, which is, you know, I think a great place for us yeah. to be because that's where we get the best information about the players. And you can tell us if we're doing something wrong. Yeah, well, not that you ever done anything wrong. Coop's great to see never Bo- done anything Bo- wrong. <laughs> great to see Butch Harmon on the range this week yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Tommy Fleetwood and Harold Varner the third, and obviously still helps DJ and stuff a little bit and bits and pieces, but uh, and great to see Butch. Court. Oh yeah, oh, he's yeah. holding court. He told me a joke. Love it. <laughs> you probably can't repeat can't that joke. Him. No, I cannot. <laughs> and Jackson made an observation today. Go ahead, tell it. All right. So, obviously, I'm a big Butch fan too. And I was walking across the tee box yesterday. Walked past him. Walked back. Did it a second time. All four times, he and his player were laughing. Yeah, but again. We probably can't repeat what they were laughing about. Well, guys, this has been fun. Thanks for joining us. Coop, thanks for all, all you do. JP, thanks for all the friendship and the help. Jackson, just thanks for driving me around Augusta this week in the luxury car that you have. Uh, we're going to pitch in and get you a new one. 2.9. 2.9. Hanging with you guys is a pleasure. You're the best, guys. Cheers, boss. I hope you enjoyed this edition of The Tour Coach and this conversation that we brought to you about playing, learning, and teaching the game of golf. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Tour Coach. In between now and next week, make sure you follow us on our social channels. You can always find me at The Dew Sweeper on Instagram or go to our YouTube page where you'll see a scene and a video from my teachings daily on our YouTube channel. You can find that by looking up Tony Ruggiero and The Dew Sweepers on YouTube. 
Until then, make sure you follow and check out everything Tour Coach and all our sponsors, Shrixon Cleveland Golf, Bushnell, Vineyard Vines, and Buick GMC. I'll be back next week to help all of us appreciate, learn, and enjoy the game of golf.